Don't you love that we worship a God who still moves? That we're praising someone that's not just in a box, not just something we can look at, but a being, someone that is, he does things that really do, it makes it too good to just not believe. I think it's amazing. I, I love it. It's, it's something that you can't always put your finger on, but you know it's there. Something that you can't always hold in your hand, but you can feel. You can feel the presence. And our God moves. Our God works. Do you believe that God has been moving this week right here? Do you believe that? Yeah, I believe that. I've been watching it. I've been seeing it. If you don't know me, I'm Eric. I'm excited to be here to walk us through something tonight that is a little bit more unique than what we typically do. A little bit different than the typical service that we've had these last four or five days. We've been on a journey these last, since Sunday night, with Brent, with Billy on Tuesday night, hopefully with you guys and your counselors. There's, there's been this journey that we've all been walking together, and that journey is towards what I would call abundant life with God. If you don't know what the word abundant means, just imagine like I have a basket and it's full of apples. Okay, that's a lot of apples. But then imagine I have so many apples that I can't fit it into my basket. That's an abundance. I have more. It's overflowing. I have way too many. It's just abundant. It's wonderful. I would rather have an abundance of apples than just a small basket. And that's the good life that the Lord has for us. He wants to have abundant life, something that's overflowing. It is so good. And we've been walking this journey together towards that abundant life. And if that began here or this week or previous years, if that began at HYC, that's awesome. That abundant life can begin, it can begin here. Or maybe it didn't begin here, but it's been accelerated. And you're like, man, I just, I feel the Lord. And I, I know what he's doing in me. And I don't know everything, but I know things are different. And that happened this week. And I love that. That's awesome. But we're going to do something tonight. We're going to practice something tonight because that doesn't just happen here. The beauty of a God who's moving is that he's not confined to one place. God is not stuck in these walls. He's not stuck on these campgrounds. He's not stuck anywhere. So when we leave, God is already where we're going. He doesn't leave here. You don't like stick him in your bag and like take him on the bus with you. He's here and he's there. And we're going to talk about what it takes to live that abundant life. And that's to develop a relationship with Jesus. Okay, to develop a relationship with him. It's not just a raise your hand one time. It's not just, I went to camp that one week. It's not just, hey, I think I love Jesus. It's a relationship. Now, if you, if you don't know much about me, I'm married. Uh, I'm married to Kaylee. She's in the back. She's the one singing over here in the peach shirt. Is that the color it was, peach? I don't know. The peach shirt. She's my wife. We've been married for six years. I love her dearly. And Brent actually mentioned this earlier this week. Can you imagine if I never talked to her? If I talked to her, maybe let's say like an hour a week. One hour, I said, you know what, Kaylee? It's me and you. No distraction. We get to chat. And then the hour gets up, it's like, all right. 
I'm a little bit busy. I got a couple Instagram notifications and some homework to do. I'll talk to you next week. And then I don't talk to her for a week. Would that make me a good husband? No, that was quick, because you're right. No, it would not make me a good husband. Be pretty bad. I, I wouldn't know anything. I would know an hour's worth of stuff about my wife. I wouldn't know what she loves to do. I wouldn't know what's going on in her life. I mean, because let's be honest, if it's an hour, we're not going to talk for an hour. Like, I'll talk for 30 minutes, and then she'll talk for 30 minutes. So it's really only 30 minutes that I get to learn about her, and she gets to learn about me. Like, I, don't know any, I won't know anything about her. So I wouldn't be a good husband. Would I be able to be encouraged like daily? No. You're on top of it. No, I wouldn't. Because by the time Thursday rolled around, it'd be like, what'd she say on Sunday? Something good, but there's so much bad that's happened since. Like, that's not encouraging anymore. I wouldn't be a good husband. The relationship wouldn't be there. You'd probably look at me and say, Eric, are you even married? You don't even talk to this woman. What are you doing? You have a relationship. There's interaction involved. There's connection. There's discussion. But don't we do this with God? We say, yeah, I raised my hand at camp. I made that decision. I went. I talked to the counselor. And we go home. And we go to church for an hour a week. And then Friday rolls around. And we're still at an hour a week. And we're like, man, this relationship with God thing just isn't working. Not about it. He's never there. I don't ever feel him. I don't ever hear him. I don't ever know what's really going on. But we give him an hour. We give him just a little bit of time. Relationship requires interaction. Relationship requires what I call talking. But when I say talking, I don't just mean like speaking. Talking goes both ways. So like sometimes you're like, hey, we're talking and you're, talking about saying a lot of words to someone speaking a lot like hey I'm talking but I don't know if it's a teacher or a parent someone said like hey we need to have a talk and you don't do a whole lot of speaking in that talk it's a lot of listening so talking to me is I'm saying something and I'm listening to something being said that's talking if I went to Kaylee and said hey we're going on a date tonight it's going to be great and then I just talked for three and a half hours straight one, I don't know what I would say. Two, she would be so bored and exhausted of my voice by the end of the night. But that's not really talking. That's just like overpowering. That's just me just sharing. So talking requires listening too. We're not always very good at listening, but it requires listening to have that relationship. Think about your best friend. Your best friend. You don't just talk to them all the time or talk to them for a little bit. You talk to them throughout the week, and they talk to you throughout the week, and you guys interact. You talk, and you listen, and then talk, and you listen, and a relationship is formed, a bond is formed. That's what we do with Christ. It may sound like kind of different, but it's really not. That's what prayer is. Prayer is talking to and with God, talking to him and listening to him. That's all that prayer is. It has often this big spiritual peace behind it. People look at it and say, well, I don't know how to pray. Do you know how to talk to your friends? Then you know how to pray. You're great at it. You talk to the Lord, and then you listen. You talk, and you listen. 
People my age, I want, I want to give you a piece of advice because I'm not in middle or high school anymore. A lot of people my age get to my age and they say, I don't have a strong relationship with God and I don't really know why. But they never talk to him. They never pray. They never sit and listen. They never say, God, what are you saying to me right now? They never say, God, I'm dealing with this right now. I need your help. Prayer is the vehicle to a deep relationship with God. Prayer is the vehicle to a deep relationship with God. So I want us to remember a few things because we're going to spend some time in prayer tonight. It might be a little bit different than you've done before, but it's going to be prayer. But as we do that, I want you to remember a few things. First thing is that God is here. God is here. And not just because we're at Hiawatha, but because he's here. When you go home, he's there. He's in us. He's with us. Scripture says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there with them. God's here. We're not praying to someone who's like, hey, we got to put these in a mail truck and drive them and take them and someone's going to read them somewhere or like hope that God hears them echo through the universe like he's here. What you say, what you think, it's, he hears it. He hears it. Because the second thing I want you to remember is that God listens. Have you ever heard something but you're not listening to it? I don't know, like maybe you have like music on sometimes or You'll be like watching a video while you're on Instagram, while you're playing a video game, while you're talking to a friend, you know, and like you hear a lot of it, but you don't listen to it. Or maybe that unfortunately happens in school sometimes where the professor or the teacher's talking and you get to the end of the class and you're like, I have no idea what was just said. That's hearing. God hears, but he also listens. He hears, but he also listens. When you say something, it registers. He knows it. He remembers it. It's there. And I know that God listens because I've heard him speak back. Now, I'm not talking about this big booming voice from the sky, but that whisper. The Holy Spirit, that whisper, he speaks because God listens. He, prayer is not just like throwing you know, darts at a board, hoping stuff happens. You know, it, it's part of a relationship. Have you ever had a friend or someone you thought was your friend and you kept talking to them and talking to them and you had to keep reminding them stuff, either like details about an event or stuff about you, and it's like, man, I told you this like six times. That's not God. God hears and God listens. And the next thing to remember is that God acts when we pray. A-C-T-S, God acts when we pray. It's not just like this big mailbag. It's not just this big email inbox where like, hey, I sent a prayer and it just it went to God. Cool. No, God acts. He moves. Prayer moves God. In Scripture, there's a story about Moses and God, or about Abraham, and God is going to be doing something, and Abraham says, no, please don't. And he prays that God wouldn't do it, and God says, okay, I won't. When we pray, God acts. Now, it doesn't always look the way we want it to look. We may pray for something to happen, and it may not happen. We may pray for something to happen, and it may not happen when we want it to happen. 
But that doesn't mean God's not acting. That doesn't mean God's not moving. It doesn't mean God's not listening. It doesn't mean God's not present. But God does act. And God moves. And that's true. And the last thing, if you're like, Eric, that sounds like awesome, but like it's kind of too weird for me. I don't really do the prayer thing. I, I just I talk to people I see, and that's really it. Well, when we pray, we're following in the example of Jesus. That's another reason why we pray. Often throughout the Gospels, if you look at those four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you can see they're always really short, but little times where it says, and Jesus went onto the mountainside to pray. Jesus separated from the, from the disciples to go and pray to God. Jesus, who has all the reason in the world to go and do and perform miracles and teach in the synagogue and temple to do all these things. He takes time away to stop and pray because it's that important. He knows that anything he does is tied to his relationship with the Father. He knows I have to cultivate, I have to develop a strong relationship with God. So he prays and he prays and he prays. The last thing he was doing before he was arrested and taken to the cross was praying. So we're going to pray tonight. We're going to take some time to intentionally pray about three intentional things. Okay, we're all going to do it together, so you don't need to, don't need to feel weird. This is a group activity. We're going to read a scripture and then we're going to have a prompt. And that prompt is going to be what we want you to pray about. Those of you passing out the cards and the pens, I'd love for you to do that right now. So we're going to give you cards. And each prompt is going to go with a different card color, okay? So the first one will be yellow. And we're going to tell you, on this card, write this. Okay, so when I give you the prompt, I want you to take a minute and think about it. Okay, you can write the first thing that comes to mind, or you can sit with it for a minute. And say, like, what do I want to pray for? And then once you've decided what you want to pray for, you write it on the card that we tell you to write it on. And then you'll come and you'll put it in this little bin right here. It's a little wicker basket. And after you do that, we're going to take it and we're going to tape it up on this pole, the middle pole, and the third pole. After you've put your card in the basket, we invite you to come back to your seats and pray for what you just wrote on that card. Take time to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, this is why I'm praying. This is what I want to pray for. And maybe even take some time to sit in silence and say, Lord, speak to me. What do you have to say to me about this? As we do this, I would encourage you not just move calmly, but be aware of those around you. Be aware that Others are encountering God right now. Okay, we're almost there with all the cards. Before we do this, I want to pray. And I want to ask God to speak to each of us. I want to ask him to move in this room. Because I believe that he does. 
I believe that this is not just something that it's another activity at camp and we'll go home. Prayer tonight will make a difference. Prayer tonight will change things because that's what prayer does. So we're going to start with the yellow card, the neon yellow card. And we're going to read scripture in each of these prompts. They're also going to be on the screen behind me. We want to remind you, do not put your name on this. Okay, we'd love for it to be anonymous. And we do that not because God doesn't know who you are. He does. God knows who's writing on every card. But we would love for you to not write your name on it so you can be honest. So you can share what's really on your heart. You can actually say what is eating at you. You can actually say what you care about, what you're passionate about. That You can pray with honesty. So no names are needed because the Lord knows who wrote each card. All right, everyone understand? Okay. James 5, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. On the yellow card, write the need of a family member. Write the need of a family member.
First Timothy 2.1 says, I urge you then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. Um, so for the second prompt on the orange card on the blank side, I want you to write someone who you want to know Christ. So maybe it's a friend, um, somebody back home that you want to know. Christ. Love lays breath against my chest. My skin was thick, but you breathe out on This throne at the cross that put my thorns on love like crushing waves of endless grace.
James 5.13. Is any of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. So for the next one, the last green card, um, just a reminder to write on the blank side. Um, but we're going to write down something we're struggling with. Um, a lot of the times I think we feel like we're overwhelmed with so many different things coming at us. Um, whether that just be family, whether that be um, all these different sins and we feel in the dark. Um, but I want you to think of something that you're struggling with that maybe someone doesn't know or maybe it's something that's really weighing on your heart or you're scared to go home um, or just something. Um, and I just asked to put that down and we're going to put it up. But um, I, just, I just ask that when you guys sit back down, you pray over it um, because this is not something just to put up on a pole and call it a day. Um, we're putting it up here, and we're, and we're giving this to the Lord, uh, and we're seeing that everything up here is everyone in this room. Um, you're going to see some stuff on there that might be hard, um, and I just encourage you uh, to give it to the Lord, because you probably aren't the only one. You're not the only one struggling with what you're going to put on that card. Um, so yeah, once you put it down, you can put it in here.